Hey everyone, and welcome to the Plant Prepped and Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of four, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms and parents master mealtime and become the bosses of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peace in your meals through prep and planning. This is episode number 105, my top favorite high-protein snacks from a mom and dietitian. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, It seems like protein is having a moment. Can like a macronutrient have a moment? Because it's food, but (laughs) seems like protein is talked about a lot these days. And depending on what your goals are, you may want to increase your protein intake, but you might not know what kinds of things are good to snack on that aren't, you know, like copious amounts of boiled chicken breasts, uh, which is what I feel like you see most people eating when they're trying to eat more protein. So, um, I have been weight training recently, which has been my reason for trying to increase protein in my diet a little bit. Um, And it's just been kind of a funny experience as a dietitian because um, I'm pretty familiar with protein foods, higher protein foods, but um, I'm generally speaking more of an intuitive eater um, and try and avoid any kind of diet, which I still do. Um, but I have been trying to be just a little bit more intentional about protein and it was just interesting to see that, um, it can be difficult to kind of fit it all in, uh, to a normal diet. So I thought it would be helpful as I'm finding things that are working for me to share those things with you. So let's start out since protein is kind of a buzzword or a hot topic, talking just a little bit about how much you actually need. So protein is a building block for muscle. So as our body breaks down muscles through exercise, protein helps to build those back up. Uh, Protein has a lot of other functions too, but this is kind of the main one uh, that gets talked about the most. So how much protein is recommended? So the USDA recommends 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. That becomes roughly one gram for half of your body weight. So go ahead and divide your body weight in half. And that's a really good estimate for how much protein you will need in grams. Um, And this amount of protein, most people are getting no problem without putting any extra effort in. So um, I honestly wouldn't really recommend trying to drastically increase your protein uh, unless you are making efforts to synthesize muscle because you're spending a lot of time lifting weights, um, or doing, um, any kind of strength exercises regularly. In that case, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics recommends anywhere between 1.4 to 1.7 grams per kilogram of body weight, which is roughly one gram per pound of body weight. So this is where, for me, I started realizing that I was having a difficult time hitting that higher level of protein. So to be clear, there's really no reason to intentionally increase your protein. I definitely wouldn't venture into diet world with protein unless 
you are actively trying to build muscle. And even then I wouldn't necessarily dive into diet world, but I think you can be a little bit more intentional about the snacks that you're eating to make sure that they're supporting your efforts at the gym and helping your body to rebuild those muscles that you're breaking down. So that's kind of the why behind this topic. So that's how much you need. Before we dive in, um, I do want to talk about one more thing and that is, do you need to supplement to get enough protein? So clearly you do not need to supplement since, like I said, most Americans are actually getting more than enough protein in their diet, uh, for their goals. However, if you are one of those people who is actively trying to build muscle, do you need to supplement to get up to those higher numbers, which vary based on your body weight, but are going to be up over a hundred grams of protein per day, right? And the answer is no, you do not need to supplement. It's not necessary. You can absolutely get all of the protein you need from whole foods. However, um, this is another thing that I have kind of a unique experience with as a dietitian is because I learned in school, you don't have to supplement and you you don't. So because I learned that I like shunned protein bars, shunned protein powder, I didn't eat it because I was like, nope, I don't need it. Um, and now I've kind of taken a little bit more of a relaxed approach where I do try to get the majority of my protein from whole foods, but I do like to use protein powder or protein bars as a tool. So I will use it, but no, you do not need to use it. It's a more expensive, generally form of protein and you can totally get it from whole foods. But if sometimes you just need a quick on the go snack, a quick protein shake, then using those supplemental foods might be useful for you. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and dive into my favorite high protein snacks that I've been enjoying, or some of them may not be my very favorite, but a lot of people enjoy. So I'm going to share those as well so that hopefully you get a variety of ideas uh, that you can try. And I'm also trying to put some like more unique ideas. We might kind of know what these sources are, but I'm trying to give you some ideas of how to actually get these in snack form um, and maybe some more unique ideas that you've never thought of before. So this is hopefully more of like a hands-on practical guide to getting more protein in your diet. Okay, so number one is egg whites, which is probably not a surprise, but the reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is another one of those things that, like I said, I kind of like shunned a little bit as a dietitian. Not that there's anything wrong with egg whites, but... Um, when I was in school, it was kind of when this like revolution was happening, um, where we were being told that it was okay to eat eggs again, because, you know, like through the nineties, it was like, nope, like eggs are bad. The cholesterol is bad. They're just bad. Um, and we now know that eggs in moderation are definitely a healthful part of the diet. So anyway, this is why I kind of shunned egg whites because I was like, nope, I can just eat the whole egg and I still do. However, I do like using egg whites because sometimes I'm not able to eat the amount that I like need to eat um, to be able to hit those protein needs. So by adding egg whites to things, I'm not adding as much volume as if I was adding like whole eggs. I'm not adding as many calories, which 
I'm not afraid of calories. However, um, if the goal is to get more protein and not more fat, then using egg whites just makes sense. So I still do not love like plain egg whites. So I will always mix it with an egg or two eggs. Um, but it is an easy way to just boost up the protein and a breakfast. I've also found some kind of unique ways to use egg whites that I'm really liking. One of those ways is to make French toast with egg whites instead of, um, egg yolks, or at least partially adding egg whites. And I've also been liking using whipped egg whites, which these were introduced to me by Abby from Abby's Kitchen, who is a dietitian, and I will drop a link to her blog and a recipe that uses whipped egg whites um, in oatmeal. And it's a really tasty way to amp up the protein in your oatmeal. I do need to give a caveat, though, because when I heard like whipped egg whites and I saw them, I was like, oh, like whipped cream. It's not like whipped cream. They definitely taste eggy. But it's a pretty pleasant way to um, add protein to your breakfast. So it's enjoyable, but just it definitely tastes like eggs. Don't be don't make my mistake and expect whipped cream. <laughs> All right. The next thing I want to talk about is ultra filtered milk. So this could potentially fall in the category of like a functional food or um more processed food. But I do think that this is a really, really cool product. So ultra filtered milk is cow's milk that has gone through extra filtration. So because of this, um, it is higher in protein, but it's still 100% cow's milk. So um, one of the biggest brands of ultra filtered milk is fair life. And they'll have like little protein shakes, which are like a chocolate version, but you can also just buy regular milk. And I love that by switching out my milk, I'm easily able to boost that protein intake throughout the day without like changing my diet majorly. Um, so use it for drinking. If you are a milk drinker, or you can use it in cooking, baking, protein shakes, um, anything like that to increase your protein intake overall. All right. The third thing I want to talk about is edamame. So, um, if you're not familiar, this is like a bean type of thing that comes in a little pod. I probably should have researched the, um, plant science behind it, but just know exactly what it's classified as. But, um, lots of times they'll have these at like Asian restaurants, uh, but you can buy them frozen in the freezer section and they're super easy snacks. You can just pop them in the microwave and then they're really fun to like eat out of the pods with salt. So that's a fun snack that is very high in protein. Another one of my favorite snacks that I've actually been enjoying for like years, but have recently started to introduce into my life a little bit more as I've been kind of making this goal is roasted chickpeas. So a half a cup of chickpeas contains six grams of protein. Um, and I could easily eat like an entire cup of chickpeas when I'm eating them roasted. So roasted chickpeas are really great when you're looking for like a crunchy, salty type of snack. I don't want to like compare them to anything because I feel like when you compare a food, suddenly you're really disappointed in what it tastes like when you're trying to like compare across the board. But I do like to eat roasted chickpeas, like in the place of popcorn or chips, just anything that's like crunchy and salty. So I'm not saying that it tastes like those things per se, but it kind of like serves the same purpose for me. 
Um, and you can flavor these any way that you want to. And I really like them because beans are a great source of protein. There is about 12 grams per cup. Obviously, this is going to vary based on the type of bean that you're eating, but I just struggle to eat that many beans, if that makes sense. They're just a little bit like there's a lot of chewing and I, it's hard for me to get the volume that I need to actually meet those protein goals. But when I roast them, um, it cuts the water out and they're not quite as filling anymore and I'm able to eat a lot more of them. So that's why I really like the roasted chickpeas. Okay, moving on. I also love Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt has been mentioned on the podcast like a hundred times because I find it super useful and um, quite delicious when it's made into a little parfait. But Greek yogurt is great for snacking on. You can add nuts, fruit, oats, anything like that to kind of up the flavor. I will not pretend that I have gotten on the unsweetened Greek yogurt bandwagon. I do use that in baking. I use it, but I can't eat it plain. I prefer the sweetened version, but even the sweetened version is very high in protein and not as high in sugar as a lot of other yogurts are. Uh, You can also always throw Greek yogurt into things like smoothies, baked goods, or even use it in savory dishes um, to make like salad dressings. In the case of a savory dish, I would obviously use an unsweetened Greek yogurt, but there's loads of different things that you can do with Greek yogurt. All right. Next, I just have to mention protein bars. Like I said, I kind of mentioned this in the intro. I sometimes just love the convenience of a protein bar and it can be really hard to beat. So I haven't branched into all the kinds, but I've really enjoyed the taste of Quest bars and built puff bars. I much prefer the puffs to their regular bars. So those are two that I've tried and I've liked, but there's loads of options. I also really love kind bars and that's a little bit, and that's an option that has fewer ingredients because it's mostly made up of nuts. So that's an option, but it's not going to be quite as high in protein as something that has protein added to it, right? Okay, so while we're talking functional foods, let's talk about protein powder. So again, the convenience of protein powder is unmatched. Um, I personally do like to have control over how much added sugar or sugar alcohols I am using, which most protein powders tend to use, utilize a lot of sugar alcohols, um, and some use sugar as well. Um, but I prefer to just go with an unflavored whey protein powder and I'll drop a link to the one that I use. I use it because it's the most affordable one that I can find. And I like that because then I can sweeten it as I want to rather than just how it comes. So I'm able to customize it to my taste. Um, and I'm also able to use it in both savory and sweet dishes rather than like a vanilla or a chocolate protein powder, but you can totally flavor these as you want to. I lots of times will add like cinnamon to mine. If I'm doing like a protein shake that would taste good with cinnamon, you can add vanilla, you can add chocolate flavor it however you like. Um, but I just like the flexibility of having it plain when I purchase it. Okay. Next, I'm going to bring up cottage cheese. And this is one that I have to be honest, it is not my favorite to eat plain and I'm working on ways to enjoy it. Um, But it's a super, super great high protein food uh, to enjoy. So if you like it, enjoying it with fruit is simple and easy. If your taste buds are like mine and are needing a little bit of adjusting, try mixing it into a dinner recipe like 
cottage cheese actually goes great in like pasta or baked ZDs. Um, you can make pancakes and the pancakes would be more of a snack type food since that's, you know, what the episode is about. Or um, another thing I've been seeing a lot is making dips, sweet or savory from cottage cheese as well. So that can be a fun way to try it out if it's not normally your cup of tea. Next, we're going to talk about jerky. Meat, like I said, is like our highest protein food and jerky makes it packable and a convenient snack because, you know, like a chicken breast is not usually a snack as great of a protein source as it is. So I love that jerky makes it possible to take this kind of food on the go. Another great protein option is canned tuna. And this one's awesome. It's affordable. Fun fact, my favorite lunch as a child was tuna fish with potato chips that I would dip in the tuna fish or a tuna fish sandwich with chips on top. It sounds weird, but I still wouldn't turn it down today. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, canned tuna is like one of those foods that is not glamorous, but it's a really easy, fast way to get some protein in. You can eat it with some veggies um, or just a quick sandwich for a snack if you want to. All right, so let's dive into the world of vegetables. Uh, And I want to take this opportunity to bring up something that is a misunderstanding for a lot of people about protein and vegetarianism. And that is that it is 100% possible to get all the protein you need, even as a vegetarian. Um, And part of the reason for that is that a lot of vegetables contain trace amounts of protein. So when you become a vegetarian and you are hopefully mindfully becoming a vegetarian and really increasing your vegetable intake versus, you know, kind of just moving toward like crackers or processed foods, um, which can happen when people transition to a vegetarian diet. When you're mindfully doing this, um, you actually are quite easily able to get all of the protein you need from plant sources. So peas is a vegetable that is higher than many vegetables in protein, but most vegetables you eat are going to have trace amounts of protein in them. So when you add those up throughout the day, you actually are getting quite a lot of protein. So I did just want to point that out. I know I have some vegetarian listeners that it totally is possible to get your protein from plant sources. That's just something that not a lot of people know about or something that a lot of people interested in vegetarian diets worry about. So you will be just fine. And peas, frozen peas are a super easy snack that you can eat to get a little bit of protein in your day. Next, let's talk about cheese sticks. So a cheese stick is just so easy to eat as an afternoon pick-me-up or on-the-go snack. Um, It might make you feel like you're 10 years old again, but (laughs) it's an excellent choice. Um, One thing that I like to do if I'm wanting to change it up is to pair it with like pepperoni and maybe even like spaghetti sauce and kind of make like little crustless pizzas, if you will. So that's a fun way you can enjoy uh, cheese sticks, but just eating them plain is great too. Okay. So let's talk about grains. So grains are actually higher in protein than most people think, particularly when you're eating whole unprocessed grains. So we're going to talk about two. Um, The first one we're going to talk about is quinoa. So like I said, I feel like grains just never make the lists of high protein foods, but quinoa is a great option, 
where you're going to get quite a bit of protein. Um, I really like to pair grains with like beans or other proteins that are not as high as meats, because when you pair them together, you're able to kind of make up or get the same amount you would have gotten from a more traditional animal-based protein. Um, It used to be recommended that you pair different proteins together because animal proteins contain all of the essential amino acids where most grains or beans do not. However, if I'm remembering right, I think that quinoa is actually an exception and might be a complete protein. That's a caveat. Anyway, the point is it used to be recommended that you pair proteins together to make sure you're getting all of those amino acids at when you have a meal. That's not really recommended anymore. It evens out if you're just eating a regular balanced diet, but it is still something that I like to do just to up the overall protein intake. So there's some advice about your grains. So the next grain that I wanted to talk about is chickpea pasta. This is obviously a more processed version, which I had said that the highest protein is going to be in your less processed grains, right? But chickpea pasta is a way that you can uh, take your regular pasta and just amp up the protein a little bit. You can also just purchase higher protein pastas, and that's an option too, but chickpea pasta will be even higher in protein. Um, So that's just a great way that you can make a simple swap um, to enjoy more protein. All right. The last thing I'm going to mention is almonds. And specifically, I want to talk about skinny dipped almonds, which is like a really delicious brand. Any nuts and most seeds are a great way to get a little bit of protein as well as healthy fats throughout your day. But I love changing it up from the plain nuts um, with skinny dipped almonds. And I really hope that someday they bring back their dark chocolate raspberry that they don't have right now because it was so delicious. Uh, These skinny dipped almonds are just lightly coated in flavoring, um, but relatively low in sugar and super delicious. So if you're not always like the person that wants to reach for nuts when you are looking for a snack in the afternoon. Try these because they're really great. Okay, that's it. Those are my favorite ways to add protein into my diet, particularly at snack time. I hope this episode gave you some ideas for delicious high protein snacks that you can start eating today. Um, And next week, I am going to talk to you about how I'm getting ready for the school year with meal preps. So it's going to be just a little bit of a glimpse into my life, what we're doing, and how I will be using meal prep differently during the school year than I've used it during the summer. Because meal planning and meal prep should be fluid. That's what makes it work. We don't have room for those rigid ideas and perfection anymore, right? Okay, so I'm excited to chat about that with you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, happy planning. 